ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد praise allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank him subhanahu wa ta'ala for his blessings that he has bestowed upon us the greatest of all is guiding us to al-islam and to be on the path that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has left for us we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us beneficial knowledge that is coupled with righteous actions and that's the only way for any muslim to be on the right path you have to know which one it is based on knowledge from the book of allah the sunnah of the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with the understanding of as-salaf as-salih we thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise him as we still benefiting from this blessed month of ramadan and in this classes of ours with the majalis shahr ramadan as we share with you not all of the sayings of sheikh nurathimin but i select some of the sayings and the majalis from the majalis and the sayings in ramadan by this great sheikh al-allama abi abdullah muhammad ibn salih al-uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala wa ghafara lahu وَلِوَالِدَيْهُ وَلِلْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ أَمِينَ In the previous series, we, uh, alhamdulillah, we talked about the Qur'an, the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the importance of the Qur'an that should be in the life of the Muslims, the great virtues and rewards that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have for those who read His book. Likewise, we concluded yesterday in the sixth sitting, because this is going to be the seventh of our sittings. Our sittings, this is the seventh one. But in the previous one, we learned the etiquettes. Some of the etiquettes of reciting the Book of Allah. That the most important is ikhlas. Ikhlas lillah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that we learn with the intention to, we recite with the intention to learn. Because the Qur'an is for us. There's a lot of commands, prohibitions, guidelines, etiquettes, guidance, a light, a cure. So when we read the Qur'an, we read with contemplation, with reflection. Amen. Today, inshallah ta'ala, as uh, we're going to mention, uh, or the, I choose for you the, the topic that we should talk about so we can prepare ourselves for four. is about the... Uh, العشر الأواخر من رمضان The last ten days and nights of the month of Ramadan Because this last ten 
uh, they, they are of extreme importance because Allah has put in them a lot of good, a lot of virtue as we're going to read to you from the sitting number 21 from the from Majali Sheikh for those who have the book they can go back to it inshallah ta'ala or the Sheikh he praised Allah in a long introduction but then we go straight to the uh, to the point the Sheikh he says when he gave this talk he was already in the last 10 days because he says the last 10 days of Ramadan have reached you. But it is not the case for us yet. Alhamdulillah, uh, we have still a couple of days. Today is the 17th of Ramadan. So we say that the last 10 days are coming soon. In a couple of days, a couple of nights, they will be here. Actually, the first night will be on Monday. The first night is on Monday. Okay? Because Monday day is the 19th of Ramadan, so the night that will be the first night. <coughs> the Sheikh Rasimini said there are lots of good. There's a lot of goods in this last ten days and nights. Great rewards from Allah, virtues. And there is a lot of great distinguishing qualities within these days once again we're talking about the last 10 days and nights of ramadan al-ashr al-awakhir al-ashr al-awakhir from among these the, the distinguishing qualities is that the prophet وسلم, used to strive hard in these days more than he did in any other days or nights when we say days included the nights as well okay <coughs> and that shows that that should be enough to highlight how important something that the Prophet وسلم, hmm, treated as it is, subhanAllah, must be very important. It is narrated by Aisha radiallahu anha, and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Kana yajtahidu fil ashir awakir ma la yajtahidu fi ghayriha. In this hadith that is collected by Imam Muslim in his, uh, in his Sahih, on the authority of the mother of the believers, Aisha radiallahu anha, Ummul Mu'mineen al-Siddiqah, bintu siddiq She said to us that the Prophet used to strive hard in the last 10 days of Ramadan more than he did in other days. Allah Akbar. And we know, no one worshipped Allah better than the Prophet in every moment of his life, he's upon ibadah and worship upon taqwa, the messenger of Allah sallallahu But then, subhanAllah, it's amazing, the Prophet sallallahu he is constantly upon ibadah and remembrance of Allah. In every moment of his life, every single moment, whatever he is, masjid, at home, traveling, whatever, when he goes to sleep, when he gets up from sleeping and the like. But now this quality here, this great benefit, we benefit from this hadith, that the Prophet used to strive hard. Whatever he used to do, as the Shaykh mentioned, we say that in the Quran, ibadah, charity, remembrance of Allah, the Prophet will increase that, will strive hard in the last 10 days of Ramadan more than he did in other days. 
It is also narrated by Aisha anha, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخل العشر يعني الأواخر من رمضان شد مئزره وأحيا ليله وأيقظ أهله This hadith nowadays is collected by Imam al-Bukhari, Imam al-Muslim, Rahimam Allah, so therefore it is agreed upon. Once again, uh, narrated by the mother of the believers, the wife of the Prophet Ummuna, Ummul Mu'mineen, Aisha radiallahu anha. She described to us once again what the Prophet used to do when these 10 days come. She said the Prophet used to tighten his lower garment, the izar. Okay? Sheikh Muratimin is going to explain what that means. Alright? The, these are the things. And then revive his might. And awaken his family when the last 10 days of Ramadan arrived. Also, another narration Sheikh Muratimin mentioned from Aisha radiallahu anha. Also, Allah Akbar. From Aisha radiallahu anha. Qalat kana al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yakhlitu al-ishrina. بِصَلَاةٍ وَنَوْمٍ يعني العشرين الأول من رمضان بِصَلَاةٍ وَنَوْمٍ فَإِذَا كَانَ الْعَشْرُ يعني الأواخر شمر وشد المئزر In this hadith as collected by Imam Ahmed رحمه الله on the authority of Aisha رضي الله عنها she says that the Prophet used to blend the first 20 days of Ramadan with prayer and sleep used to sleep sometimes and pray sometimes but when the last 10 days arrived, he وسلم, would prepare himself, Shammara, prepare himself for these 10 days and tighten up his izar, his lower garments. Shaykh Muratimini explained and gave us benefits from these narrations, three narrations. First, all of them narrated by whom? The first one is collected by? This is Ayah Muslim. The second one, agreed upon, Bukhari and Muslim. And the third one, Imam Ahmed. So the Shaykh says this, these narrations are proofs of the virtues of the last 10 days of Ramadan and nights. Why these nights have virtues? And they are, not, they are special, they are special. They are not any traditional huh? Uh, nights or days they're very special and we should uh, treat them as special nights and take advantage of them why? because the Prophet ﷺ worked diligently in them even more than he did in other days Sheikh Rasimid said this includes his efforts in all aspects of worship now, such as prayer recitation of the Quran remembrance of Allah Giving charity and more. Also, the Prophet used to revive his night. How would the prayer and with the recitation of the Quran and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his heart, tongue, and limbs? All of this because of the nobility of these nights. And due to his eagerness, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to be successful in achieving the night of Qadr, because he is in the last ten nights of Ramadan, while seeking, seeking Allah's pleasure, uh, will be forgiven. Now,
Shaykh Al-Rajimini says, according to the apparent wording of the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ used to stay up the entire night worshipping his Lord. Because he revived his nights. So he said, according to the apparent wording, the apparent wording of the hadith, that this hadith of, of uh, uh, the hadith that is agreed upon by Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim. He says, the apparent wording of the hadith that the Prophet used to stay up the entire night worshipping his Lord, I mean, don't go to sleep on these ten nights, with various righteous deeds, including remembering of Allah, recitation of the Quran, prayers, preparing for suhoor and more. Okay? Now, he said, with this we can combine between the previous narration and the narration found in Sayyid Muslim from Aisha who said, I do not know the Prophet to, to revive the whole night with prayer. Okay, I do not know that the Prophet to revive the whole night with prayer. He says, so therefore revival of the entire night in prayer includes various forms of prayer. However, Aisha was merely negating that the Prophet ﷺ stood in Salah the entire night and Allah knows best. So there is different things that a person do. He prays, reciting the Quran, remembers of Allah, istighfar, uh, helping with the suhoor, uh, if attending a sick person, if somebody is sick, somebody spending quality time with his parents, with his children, reading, uh, especially the book of Allah various acts of, of worship Shaykh Al-Azamini says from, the, uh, from among the things which indicate the virtues of these 10 days in that is that the Prophet used to wake his family up for prayer and in order to remember Allah you see it's not that the Prophet he just wake up no, by himself but he wakes his family as well and this was due to his eagerness وسلم, to take advantage of these blessed nights. Worshipping Allah in them is worthwhile. It has great benefits in there. For verily it is a golden opportunity for us in our lives as well as a precious treasure for the one Allah grants them success to reach these nights. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us that success. To reach these nights and also may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us and aid us so that we can uh, take advantage of this great opportunity because uh, as we know we're human beings and uh, we know knowledge alhamdulillah for us the people that Allah guide us to this da'wah salafiyya and mubarakah because da'wah salafiyya is based on knowledge that's what da'wah salafiyya is about knowledge of the deen of Allah from its proper sources but yes uh, we, we, we know these things, and that's what we present in this reminder once again. But are we going to really apply this? That's why we make dua. It says, May Allah help us to uh, overcome our desires and, our, and subdue our nafs. Because, yeah, we know, Alhamdulillah, it's great. It's only 10 nights. I'm going to revive, but then you find us. In here, in there, get corrupt in stuff. 
That's why we have to remind one another. When we see each other, we remind one another. We should cut down of a lot of talks after Isha or in the, in the day or the night. It's the Quran. Now, of course, you have to attend to your obligations. This doesn't mean give up everything. Now you talk to the people, Salaam Alaikum, Hayyakallah, If somebody says, Look, you have a moment, nah, yes, what is it about? Something, then you can say, If you can help, help that person, but make sure that don't open windows. It's like someone going on the internet and he's going to look for one information, right? And that person, you go open the internet, boom, he get, get the information, what do you do? Close the windows, close the internet, and he goes by his business. Now some people like open one window from another, from another, from topic, from a, a website to another. La. If a person asks you a question, alhamdulillah, you know the answer, give it. You don't, or people, they not always ask you about the religion. People don't ask you for a ride, somebody asks you, do you know so-and-so, do you know... Uh, this and this, uh, do you know this store, how can I get over there, how far this or that, listen, somebody is moving, do you have a, can you give us a hand uh, after Isha, after Tarawih, things like this, okay, somebody is sick, we're going to go visit after Asr, for example, or after Dhuhr, are you available, Nahi, uh, to take us, we don't have a car, for example, and the like, now, but then, the main focus is the Ibadah, not politics, sports, dunya. No. That shouldn't be our concern to begin with in any given day of the, of the, of the year, not along in this uh, virtue 10 days and nights of Ramadan. So I hope that you understood this clearly. I'm not saying that ignore everybody. People tell you, Salaamu Alaikum for 10 nights of Ramadan. Talk to me, brother. I'm talking to nobody. No, so we're not saying that. No, be nice, be kind, give salam, talk to people, help people. But when you're alone and nothing, no obligations, so don't just sit there and say, ah, what I'm going to do. No, there's a lot of things to be done. Read the Quran. Don't say, I finish it. Do it again. Okay, if you finish it ten times, read Tafsir ibn Kathir. Alright? Review the chapters of Tawheed. And the like. Now. Remember Allah, istighfar, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allah, akbar, and the like. Now, Shaykh Rahimin, he says, <clears throat> So therefore, it is not befitting for the intelligent believer to waste this great opportunity without him or her and his family benefiting from it. It is only a few days and nights. It's not, we're not talking about a few months, a few years here. No, it's few days and few months. Seventeen days of Ramadan are gone already. SubhanAllah. And by the way, those are seventeen days of every one of us life. Ramadan will come. It's not like seventeen days of Ramadan are gone. Next Ramadan is going to be only thirteen days. No, Ramadan will come in the same twi- twenty-nine or thirty. But that seventeen days that are gone now is gone from my life and yours. You're not going to go back to these days. It's gone. And we don't know how much still left in our lifespan. We ask Allah to give us husn al-khatima. So the Shaykh said it is uh, very important for the believer to take advantage of this golden opportunity. Not only him, but his family as well to take advantage of it. 
It is only a few days. Perhaps, he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most merciful mercy may reach an individual and may be the cause for him succeeding in this world and in the hereafter. These 10 days, whatever you do in these 10 days, maybe that's it. Ain't That's why he's grant you and grant us success in this life and in, in the next. Shaykh Rahimi says, it is indeed a great deprivation and a disastrous loss to see many Muslims spend their precious occasions involved in subhanAllah absurdities which do not benefit them. They stay up spending most of the night time hours engaging in pastime and falsehood. They want to kill some time until suhoor. He said, when it is time for the night prayer, they go to bed, depriving themselves of abundant good, which they may not come across after that year of their life. SubhanAllah, this is, this is true, because the Shaykh, he, he just, he, he's, a, he's one of the contemporary scholars. So he knows what he's talking about. And especially in our times where there is technologies and subhanAllah, there is so many things that can take a person away from that which we're supposed to be doing these last 10 days. These technologies and so many gadgets and before it used to be television, okay? If a person really has to go home, to be home or to be in some coffee shop or some place, you know? But now, subhanAllah, this smartphones, they call them smartphones, okay? <coughs> and subhanAllah, person constantly. They, you gotta be careful, be aware of that. If the smartphone gonna be a problem for you, do something about it. Don't use it a lot, okay? If you come to the masjid, for example, leave it in car. Likewise, because we, why are you coming to the masjid? Because you said, look, I'm gonna come here, I'm going to spend from Dhuhr until Taraweeh, reading Quran, remembering Allah, this, alhamdulillah. Pour it, turn it off. Check it only once every two hours, or whatever the case is. If you have no emergencies or nothing, do that for you, so you can, alhamdulillah. Huh? People, they lived with no phones for ages. It's not like if you don't have a phone for a couple of hours, some people can't. If they don't have a phone, they can go nowhere. They become addicted to the phone. Of course, the phone has a lot of good in it and this. But some people are like, oh, no phone? Can't go to work. No phone? I can't go to masjid. They're going to go make you turn and miss the salat to go get the phone. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The phone, you, you benefit from it. But it shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be something that takes you away from the remembrance of Allah. You know? The Shaykh he says, subhanAllah, these people get together. Huh? They get together. Friends, they think they're doing themselves a great favor. In this last 10 nights of Ramadan, after Taraweeh, he selected three, four, five brothers, huh? come in my house. Doing what? They sit there, eat and talk. Talk about politics, about LeBron James, about baseball, about who's going to win the elections. Eh, two, three hours. Idle talk, no benefit. La yaqi. Ah, tell the people, go home. Go read Quran. 
Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want to invite people, invite them. For a reasonable time, they want to eat. Does it take three hours to eat? Does it? Okay, Juan, come over some tea and cookies. Does it take three hours to finish a cup of tea or two? They say three cups. Huh? It takes three hours? No, it doesn't. Take 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, mashallah. Bismillah, the tea, drink, coffee. 20 minutes later, akhi, zakallah khair, barakallah fiqh, ahsanallah alaykum, assalamu alaykum. Please, allow us to leave now, okay? Because the man, he has to do what he has to do. Huh? See, the pot of coffee is, is empty. The plate of cookies got nothing but crumbs. So why are you still sitting there? Open windows here and there and there. Nah, that's it. The brother didn't invite no one to come and talk about politics or talk about sports. To drink some tea and coffee, cookies and go home. With that fruit salad, with that smoothie, whatever the case is. This is the attitude so that we can benefit from our times. And we won't be burdened on brother who wants to. Huh? Please allow us to live right now. This is the last 10 nights of Ramadan, inshallah ta'ala. Barakallah. Now, the Shaykh said there is no doubt what these people they do and they lost, they, they waste this precious time and opportunity. This is no doubt from the Shaytan's games and plots against these people in order to turn them away from the path of Allah and, it, and the way of Allah, meaning to mislead them. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, in the Quran, in Surah Al-Hijr, verse 42, إِنَّ عِبَادِي لَيْسَ لَكَ عَلَيْهِمْ سُلْطَانٌ إِلَّا مَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْغَاوِينَ Surely, you shall have no power over my servants, except such of the erring ones as choose to follow you. Allah. Shaitan has no power to mislead anybody. He just presents invitations. So who's going to honor that invitation and who's going to turn it down? Amen. So the Shaykh Rahimini says the intelligent person who wants good for himself will not take the devil as his protector besides Allah after knowing his enmity towards him. Doing this contradicts sound intellect and true faith to obey the shaitan and to fall into the tricks of the shaitan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warning us, warning his slaves against the plots of the shaitan Allah says in Surah Al-Kahf, verse 50, أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ Meaning the shaitan. أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِن دُونِي وَهُمْ لَكُمْ عَدُوا بِئْسَ لِلظَّالِمِينَ بَدَلَا Will you then take him, meaning the shaitan, and his, his offspring, or his uh, supporters and the like, and allies for friends instead of me, while they are your enemies? Evil is the exchange for the wrong doors. I know. This requires a fight, Yahuan, because we human, we got desires, we, we err, we're wrong ourselves. We're not ma'asumun, uh, huh? We're not perfect. Um, there are, yes, there are moments that one of us, you find yourself, mashallah, upon ibadah, focus, but other times, may Allah have mercy on us. So that's why we should never uh, let our guards off. And we should continue to fight the, our desires, to fight our nafs, our souls that cause the evil, fight the shaitan and, and, and whispers of the shaitan, and also the invitations of the shayateen of the human being as well. Amen. 
In the last 10 nights, somebody tell you, let's go, we're going to see the, the, the ball game. What ball game? <laughs> you don't want to see that ball game in any, any moment of, of, the, of the year, not along in the last 10 days of Ramadan. Hmm? Hey now. They want to watch a fight. Huh? And they forget about the real fight within themselves. Fight your desires, fight your whims, fight these temptations of the shaitan. You want this. This is a 10 days and 10 nights. And you don't know, as the Sheikh mentioned, you don't know if you're going to make it until you see the next ones. So take advantage of it. And as I always give example, can you imagine if somebody has this job huh? and then the boss is generous. He's got a lot of money, this boss. And he says, listen, Yahuwah, look, man. There is 10 days and a night in a year. Huh? We have a lot of work. And those who wants to do overtime, and yes, you work in a day, but if you want to work the whole night or some of it, the, 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 the pay is uh, outstanding. If they make, for example, a day, $100 a day, maybe Allah is going to give them a thousand, three thousand and that night. Somebody going to go watch a game that night? Huh? Somebody need money? Is he that person really going to go sleep? And say, ah, no, it's okay. Thank you, thank you, by the way. And then he's going to call somebody and say, hey, come on, let's get together, talk a little bit, you know, you know, remember those old days. Old days, he said it, old days. Let them go. Focus on your day now. This is a great opportunity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us once again about the shaitan in Surah Fatir, verse number 6. إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ فَاتَّخِذُوهُ عَدُوًا إِنَّمَا يَدْعُوا حِزْبَهُ لِيَكُونُ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ السَّعِيرِ Surely the devil is an enemy to you, so treat him as an enemy. He only invites his followers that they may become the dwellers of the blazing fire. And then the Shaykh mentioned i'tikaf. Okay? He said also from the virtues of these ten days and nights, that the Prophet used to perform al-i'tikaf in them. <coughs> what is i'tikaf? Shaykh Muratami says i'tikaf is when a person dedicates his time to be in the service of Allah by staying in the masjid. That's the i'tikaf. A person will come so that spend the time in the masjid but upon obedience to Allah and remembrance of Allah. Okay? The proof for its legislation is mentioned in the Book of Allah and the tradition of the Messenger As from the Quran is in the Ayah 187 And do not have intimacy with the wives while you are in al-i'tikaf in the masajid in the masajid uh, meaning why confining yourself in the mosque, in a masjid, for praying and invocations, leaving the worldly activities. As the person disconnects himself from worldly activities in i'tikaf and focus on the akhirah, focus on the ibadah. That's what i'tikaf, i'tikaf is not the hangout. Some masjid, they just have people come and hang out and play cards and everybody play video games and in their phones. This is i'tikaf. This is a hangout in the wrong place in the wrong time. We don't hang out in the house of Allah. Especially in these last 10 days and nights. 
Yeah. Some people, they get it wrong. They come for Ertikev, and they just turn it to arguing, fighting. Why? Because they keep talking. Dunya. If every one of them know what he means, Ertikev, and do it, there will be no problems. This person reading the Quran, this person remembering Allah, this person crying because he remembered his sins. No, people laughing, like they got nothing to worry about. And not only that, they trash the place, the masjid, they don't clean, and they be a burden on the people who come to pray, and they wonder why sometimes some areas they tell them, look, now we are taking care of, sorry. Why? Because people are not, they don't understand the etiquette of the masjid first. You're doing it, you well in the house of Allah. And people, they don't even have the etiquette of the masjid, how to do They raise their voices and get in the face of one another. Itikaf is supposed to strengthen the brotherhood, not make enemies in couple nights. SubhanAllah. So Allah subhanahu That's why before it's very important to learn, before you do anything. Some people say, oh, itikaf, oh, bismillah. They think that all they need is a what? Sleeping bed. That's all they need. A sleeping bed, of course, on their phone and PlayStation, whatever. That's all they need. Some of them, they bring a phone. They don't even bring a charger. And then here, they're just going to go and bother people. Hey, let me charge you. And then when a the person goes, I, I need my charger. And they want to get an attitude. You think that's all you need? A sleeping bag to come and measure? I think, Allah, is an act of worship. Yeah, ibadah. You need to know what it is, what to do, what not to do, what the Prophet ﷺ, how he did it. Before you come for your tikaf, you know. <clears throat> also, the Prophet ﷺ isolated himself in the masjid, as well as his companions who followed him. As it is narrated by Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, the Prophet ﷺ isolated himself in the masjid during the first 10 days of Ramadan. You see? First 10 days of Ramadan, and then the middle 10 days of Ramadan, then he says, I remained in the masjid for the first and the middle 10 days of Ramadan, looking for the night of Qadr. But then it was said to me, this is the Prophet saying, it was said to me that the night of Qadr is in the last 10 days of Ramadan. The last 10 days are nights of Ramadan. Therefore, anyone amongst you who wants to isolate himself in these 10 days should do so. Collect Imam Muslim. Isolate yourself. You need to disconnect yourself from the worldly affairs. Of course, you're going to give salam to the people. You're going to pray next to them. Hayyakallah, how you doing, akhi? Are you okay? No. But that's it. Don't get involved in the dunya and the life. No. Person make a tikah, but he still want to know what CNN says. Fox News, Yahoo Group, he has 12 uh, Twitter accounts, I don't know, 6 Facebook accounts, I don't know how many Instagram, and, uh, and he's checking his emails. What Yatikaf is this? Yatikaf for dunya? Yatikaf is supposed to be to get closer to Allah? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is also narrated by Aisha radiallahu anha who said, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعتكف العشر الأواخر من رمضان حتى توفاه الله عز وجل ثم اعتكف أزواجه من بعده حيث قلت بين إمام البخاري من مسلم رحمه الله عائشة رضي الله عنه she said the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to remain in the masjid during the last 10 days of Ramadan and he continued upon that until Allah the Most High took his soul 
until he died, sallallahu Then his wives performed the li'atikaf after his death. Also, it is narrated by Aisha radiallahu anha. كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعتكف في كل رمضان عشرة أيام فلما كان العام الذي قبل فيه اعتكف عشرين يوما The Prophet used to isolate himself in i'tikaf in the masjid for 10 days in every Ramadan. But in the following year, I mean the year that he died right up in it, the Prophet وسلم, he did that for 20 days. This hadith called Ibn al-Bukhari. Also it's narrated by Anas قال كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعتكف في العشر الأواخر من رمضان فلم يعتكف عاما فلما كان في العام المقبل اعتكف عشرين Now this narration in, in Muslim Imam Ahmed explained to us and is graded uh, uh, hadith psalm uh, by Imam Al-Albani hmm? He explained to us why the Prophet did 20 days He says the Prophet used to isolate himself in every last 10 days of Ramadan so there was a year that he missed and did not uh, seclude himself. So when the next year came, he performed the i'tikaf for 20 days to make up for the other one, subhanAllah. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Also Aisha radiallahu anha said, the Prophet sallallahu used to pray the dawn prayer and then isolate himself in his tent in the masjid. Now she, this narration tells us when you began the i'tikaf. She said, uh, he used to pray the dawn prayer, Fajr prayer, and then began the i'tikaf, isolate himself in his tent, in the masjid, in a tent. So I asked permission from him to set up my tent in the masjid, and he granted me permission. Then Hafsa asked me to seek permission for her, from the Prophet ﷺ, to set up her tent, and permission was granted to her. SubhanAllah. When Zainab, so this, she also asked that a tent be erected for her. And when the Prophet ﷺ saw the tents in the masjid, he asked, What are these? They said, They are tents for Aisha, Hafsa, and Zainab. <laughs> so the Prophet ﷺ said, Do you seek with this to be obedient to Allah? Take them down. I do not want to see them. They then took them down, but the Prophet ﷺ did not make al-i'tikaf in that Ramadan and made them up in the first ten days of Shawwal. Allah It's called Imam al-Bukhari, Imam Muslim, by the way. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal said, I do not know anyone from the scholars that opposed the legislation of al-i'tikaf being a separatory act of worship. Then Shaykh Muhammad explained, he says, al-i'tikaf is when a Muslim secludes himself from the people in order to devote his time in the worship of his Lord in a masjid, seeking with that his Lord's pleasure and reward, as well as seeking the night of Al-Qadr. And this is the reason why it is highly recommended for the one performing al-i'tikaf to keep himself busy with the remembrance of Allah, recitation of the Qur'an, performing prayers and worship. Likewise, it is also recommended for him to stay away from things that do not concern him and from talking about the worldly affairs. There is nothing wrong with talking seldom about permissible things with one's family or with others if there is a need to, to it. If there is a need to it. And the proof for this is the narration of Safiya 
the mother of the believers, radiallahu anha, who said, the Prophet ﷺ was performing al-i'tikaf in the masjid when they came and visited him. That's his wife, radiallahu anha. She said, when they came and visited him and spoke with him one night, I then stood up to return back to the house and the Prophet ﷺ also stood up with me and escorted me. It's called Ibn Imam Bukhari Muslim. So based from this, Sheikh Rahman he says it is permissible, or it is not, it is impermissible actually. It is impermissible for the one performing i'tikaf to have intimacy with his spouse or involved in in any behavior that may lead to that or prior to that, including kissing and touching and the like. And this is because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wala tubashiruhunna wa antum akifuna fil masajid." And do not have sexual relations with them, meaning the wives, while you are in Atikaf. But as for leaving the masjid, if only part of the body is outside the masjid and not the entire body, then there is nothing wrong with that. And this is based on the statement of Aisha radiallahu anha. She said the Prophet used to put to push out his head from the masjid to make room while he was in his seclusion, meaning Atikaf. And I would wash his head while I am on my menses. Now, it's correct by Imam al-Bukhari. In another narration, it, it says she used to comb his head while she was on her menses and while he was in seclusion, worshipping his Lord in the masjid. And of course, uh, uh, this if somebody, one of us wants to do this, you want to apply this and you want to stick your head outside the masjid. Huh? And where is your house at? Huh? Two miles away from the masjid. <laughs> Can't do this. The Prophet ﷺ, his house was right there by the masjid. Okay? But one of us, I don't know, he lived 10 miles away and he's going to like, okay, he stick his head out of the window and then he blamed his wife. She, she, she didn't comb his head? La. This is not how we understand this hadith, okay? Aynam, barakallahu feekum. Shaykh Muhammad he says, <clears throat> Now, leaving the masjid in totality with, uh, with one's entire body is of three types now, okay? If somebody is in Ertikaf but he want to leave the masjid, it's three types. The first of them to leave the masjid for an inescapable uh, matter whether due to the religion or natural matter. For example, relieving oneself. You've got to leave the masjid because usually the, the bathrooms are outside the masjid. They're not inside the masjid. They shouldn't be inside the masjid. Okay? So you have a musallah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Allahu Akbar is from Ni'mah. Now the, the bathroom is out there. So in the masjid, the, the bathroom is out, outside the musallah and the masjid. So you leave this area here. You're making a tikaf here, for example. You leave. Because you have to use the bathroom. Now, performing an obligatory ablution, for example, you're going to go outside to make wudu. Performing the mandatory washing due to major ritual impurity. Somebody, for example, have a, a wet dream. Now he has to make, take a ghusl, so he goes to the area to take a bath. Also, eating and drinking, if there is no food available, a person still has to feed himself. No sofa in these things. I'm just going to sit here. Allah is going to send a bird with a piece of bread. No, it's not going to work like that. You're going to follow the means. 
follow the means. You don't gotta sit there, bring no food. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Somebody gonna come. What if somebody didn't come? Strive, uh, die out of hunger? No. Take the means. So if there is no food available, yes, the person who is making a tikkah is allowed to step out and get some food. Amen. Or other than what I mentioned. In this case, it will be permissible for that person to leave the masjid as long as those needs cannot be fulfilled inside the masjid, okay? Like the food, for example, and the like. However, if these needs can be fulfilled in the masjid, then there is no need for him to go out. For example, if there are bathrooms right there, close to the masjid, huh? then uh, where he can relieve himself, perform ritual ablution, and even wash up, and if there is someone who provides him with food and drink, then he is not allowed to leave the masjid. Can't just leave the masjid, okay? No. The second case, to leave the, for the purpose of worship that is not obligatory on him. This includes visiting the sick, following the funeral procession, okay? And other deeds. It is permissible for him to leave the masjid for these acts of worship as long as he put a condition from the beginning of, the, of his i'tikab, that he wants to visit a sick person, that he knows who he is uh, in a critical condition, <coughs> that person. Otherwise, it is not permissible. Otherwise, the person should not just go and live here and here. You don't do this action that are of supergatory action. The third case, live in the masjid to do something which contradicts with the i'tikab. An example of this is live in the masjid for the purpose of buying and selling. Now he's making a tikaf and he's going to go huh? make some money. Okay? He says, or to have relations with his, with his wife. Or to behave with her in, in, in a manner that uh, shouldn't be done by a person who's making a tikaf. In this case, he should not leave the masjid. Whether with conditions or without. Because these things contradict al-i'tikaf. And the intended objective behind it. Okay? And we conclude with this from the among the virtues of these last ten days, the night of Al Qadr. That Sheikh is going to mention it in, in, in tomorrow, inshallah, in the sitting, his uh, 22nd sitting, which is going to be our eighth. Okay, we're behind. You know, uh, and from among the virtues of these last ten days or nights is the night of Al Qadr, Laylatul Qadr, which is better than a thousand months is found in these days. Aynan. Therefore, know the virtue of these days and nights. May Allah have mercy on you. And do not waste them. Let's strive hard, Yahuwah. For verily, its time is precious. And its good is crystal clear, Yahuwah. So it's very important for us to struggle. Prophet he used to strive hard. And he used to wake his family. His example for us. Let's try our best to do the same. Now, Try our best. Now, uh, fight. I just want to sleep. I sleep in the morning. All right? And of course, those people who still have to go to work in the morning, try to get some sleep. But try your best. Okay? Try your best, inshallah ta'ala, to do what you can. Uh, last benefit I want to mention, the Sheikh didn't mention it in here, but I read it from the fatwa of Sheikh Ibn himself, and also Sheikh Ibn that for those people who cannot make i'tikaf, like 10 days in a masjid, come here and don't leave until the Eid night. Okay? He said, these people, is still permissible for them to make a partial i'tikaf. 
you can. For example, you come one day, your day off or you whatever, you can say, hey, from Fajr until Taraweeh, you're making it. You can do that. You can come with that intention. Even from Dhuhr until Maghrib. But you come in with this intention and you, you sit in one corner huh? and then you remember Allah. When the Iqama is called, you pray, MashaAllah, you be active, you be nice, cheerful face. Huh? If somebody comes to you and says, and you know Arabic, you, you, you work with them, you know Quran, huh? this is ibadah, it's an act of worship. If you see somebody left something behind or whatever, some trash or or, or, or something, you clean, you, you, you make yourself available. Yes, Sheikh Rahim said it's permissible for those who cannot do the entire 10 days in the masjid, you can do a partial etikaf. You can come early, for example, from Dhuhr until Taraweeh, you stay here. But then don't neglect your families. Make sure you arrange this. Those who are married and children and this have parents, you arrange. You don't just like, he come here, turn off, keep the phone in his car, and his wife, now she's worried about it. She don't even know. She called the police. She, she went and called so many hospitals by the brother so-and-so. He's in Atikaf. No, you talk to them. Tell them, look, I'm going to be there, inshallah, though, from Fajr until this, so or from Dhuhr until Taraweeh, I'm going to be in the masjid. Please tell me, what do you need? Anything? Is there any uh, doctor appointments? Anything? Children need anything? Anything for the house? Nothing? Jazakallah khairan. Okay, I'll see you after Taraweeh. Can't do that. Inshallah ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq. May Allah reward our Shaykh, noble Shaykh, Shaykh Mazaymin, the greatest reward, and also his brothers, noble Mashaykh of Ahl-Sunnah wa Jama'ah. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa taslima kathira.